Prepare to be inspired, challenged, and enlightened. It's time to awaken your inner healer, your true warrior. Welcome to the Mindfulness Medic Podcast. Your journey starts now. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Mindfulness Medic Podcast. It has been a minute, and I apologize about that. My intention was to release an episode every single week, and the holidays happened. Life happened. I got busy. We went on a vacation. Took the family down to Florida, and it was an amazing vacation. It was it was good. The Disney experience, um, for anyone who's been there, is just about as as good as it can get for people who get hyper-stimulated very easily. It was very energetic, not very relaxing, but the kids really loved it. So that was what the mission was. That's what is important, is that the kids made good memories that they're going to carry with them forever now, hopefully throughout life. So anyways... The podcast kind of put up on the back burner for the last few weeks, so we're back at it again tonight. It is January 30th. An entire month has gone by since the new year, and I hope every one of you have stuck with your goals. Those resolutions that we talked about a couple episodes ago and how it's so easily to, it's so easy for us to fall off those resolutions once time passes and we realize the hard work and dedication and tenacity and grit that is involved with sticking with our goals and our objectives in life. I always use this time as a check to look back and make sure that I have been staying congruent with that person that I'm trying to become, those goals that I'm trying to check off and those objectives I'm trying to accomplish in order to progress with my life, personally, professionally, spiritually. So tonight I want to talk about a couple different things. First off, I want to talk about first responder therapy. I used to scoff at the idea that I would need therapy. My wife, Angela, had kind of mentioned it to me off and on for the last few years, actually. And I would always push it aside and I would always diminish its importance. And I would, I would tell myself that I didn't need therapy because I had been doing all the work over the last few years since about 2019, 2020, where I really started to turn my life around that I kind of had it all figured out and I didn't need therapy. And before that, I was just stubborn and ignorant and said that I didn't need therapy because I'd always kind of envisioned therapy for people who were weak and people who couldn't hang, you know. I had all those ridiculous, overly masculine, cliche ideas on what therapy was. And I couldn't have been further from the truth because I, I, I have personally started uh, therapy for myself um, and I've been in it for the last two months, two and a half months, and it has been absolutely incredible with my therapist's ability to leverage things like EMDR and EMDR flash to help me cope and heal and process some of the most traumatic, bothersome things that were plaguing me uh, since my childhood. I've had, I have stuff from my childhood up and through adulthood and things in my career as a paramedic that I have really, really struggled with. I've talked about that one call, the, the suicide call. I talked about it on my guest appearance on After the Tones Drop podcast and how that call was um, the call that changed my life forever as far as my career as a paramedic. And it really affected me and it really, it, it really struggled with that and the ramifications of that had very lasting ripples in my life. And that was 
one of the things we worked on and, and some other childhood stuff that I've been uh, slowly navigating uh, with EMDR. And I have to say, anyone who has not done EMDR before or has never heard of EMDR, EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization Reprogramming. And it is this method in which you're, you kind of think of a, of a target memory or a traumatic experience or something really, really heavy. And through a series of bilateral stimulation movements with your eyes moving or, you know, tapping, there's a couple different ways to do it. Um, it helps essentially rewire and reprogram your brain. And it is remarkable how well it works. I've gone through one full EMDR session for a really, really heavy traumatic thing that happened in my childhood. And it has helped me not even regard that memory with a negative heavy emotion like I would for so long throughout my life. I, I've struggled with that for, for my entire life since it happened. And now after the EMDR therapy for this one particular traumatic experience, I have to essentially force myself to think of the memory firsthand. And then on the second hand, when I think of it, there's no emotional attachment to it anymore. It's almost like a distant, almost uh, ambiguous type memory where I'm thinking about it, but I'm not attaching to it. And like my therapist said, it's going to grant me the ability to no longer be within it, but be next to it. And it really rings true to what EMDR can do for you. It's been working amazing wonders for me and uh, I can't wait to dig into more of the ability for it to help me uh, process and, and reprogram some things. Uh, the thing is though, like once you start therapy and I've had this, this talk with Angela a couple times now since is it's like they, uh, like my therapist has, has started reprogramming my brain and, and rewiring things. But between sessions, it oftentimes feels like your brain is like waiting to be rewired again. So it can be kind of uh, a hectic thing to go through, a hectic process to undergo in between sessions, especially when you're, when you're dealing with some really heavy stuff. But therapy is this thing as first responders, especially people in our professions in public safety and in healthcare where I've talked about it before, we're just never good at taking care of ourselves first. And we'd never come to that realization, that critically important realization that in order, in order to be able to serve other people's needs in their time of need, we need to be able to serve in our highest capacity and our highest potential. And how can we do that if we're not taking care of ourselves? And, and part of that is taking care of our mental health and our mental wellness and our cognitive function. And a key component of that is why are more first responders and people in, in healthcare and public safety not leveraging the power of therapy to not only deal with the massive traumas that we experience in these careers and in these professions, in that heavy, dark stuff, but also just the normal day-to-day -day maintenance. You see, that's one of the misconceptions of therapy is that you need to have some sort of massive trauma in order to be able to benefit from therapy. And that's just not the case. I mean, obviously it helps for those circumstances, but it is also used for maintenance, just day to day things that are bothering you or aspects that are, are not optimized in your life that you're trying to fine tune and dial in. And that's where therapy comes in. So much like 
physical fitness being critically important for anyone who is in our professions, the mental fitness is equally as important. So why are we not promoting this more in our professions and in our cultures as something that's not only accepted, but something that is highly regarded and recommended? Because I hadn't heard of first responder focused therapy until earlier this year when I was desperately Google searching someone that I felt I would, I would jive with when I agreed with my wife that I would seek out therapy. I wanted to find someone who would be able to help me with the first responder stuff. And I didn't know that there was actually therapists out there who were, you know, former first responders themselves who have now turned into therapists to offer those services to them. So why isn't this not being talked about on the highest levels in our administrations, in our departments? Why is this not being promoted overtly as something that should occur? Therapy is something you can dig through. You can find by happenstance through talking to somebody on your peer support team, but it's not something that is generally upfront and centered in a department's culture and, and promoted amongst the members. It's still this thing where it's like you talk about therapy and it's still an awkward subject to talk about. And that's just not the way it should be. That's my spiel on therapy. I, I can't recommend it enough for anyone in our professions to Surrender to the fact that therapy could be super beneficial for you and allow you to serve at your best. One of the other things that I've kind of been navigating lately through doors that opened through my therapy is is processing a lot of childhood trauma and processing a lot of adverse childhood events that have kind of created these versions of myself in my adulthood that are not necessarily serving my highest self. And one of those things I've come to the realization with lately, especially with the mindfulness medic and everything that I've been doing and building and achieving over the last nine months is that I've had a really hard time feeling proud of myself. And looking back in my life, I have always kind of felt this way. Is have be, having this, this inability almost to feel proud of the things that I've done. And I, I pinpointed it to this time period in my childhood where I just, I, I began to believe that whatever I did wasn't enough and that whenever I achieved something or whenever I created something or whenever I did something that I should have been proud of, I always felt like I needed to move on to something else and continue to do something else. And I look back on my life and I have this pattern of behavior, especially when I got into the career in, in EMS where I was constantly searching and attaining the next class, the next credential, the next accolade, the next post-nominal letter, the next something that I could add to my life to continually try to make myself better and better and better. And I, at the time, I, I believed I was doing it to be a better provider, to be a better paramedic, to be a better firefighter, so I could serve my patients and the people who depended on me the way that they expected me to serve. But I've come to the realization lately that I think a lot of it was me actually just running away from something and trying to continually reach for that thing that was unobtainable because of this weird inability to feel proud of myself. You know, when you feel proud of yourself, you you take that minute, you take that moment to really sit back and appreciate the path and the journey that has led you to where you are. And that pride in who you are and where you came from and what you're doing fills your soul and fills your cup and is is that fuel that drives you every single day. 
And I think kids who aren't brought up in households or with families who are told that people are proud of them or that they're good enough or that they're loved or that what they're doing is great. I think when children grow up with a lack of those things, they grow up to be adults who have an inability to feel proud of themselves. Because it's weird. I know that I've done things in my life that I should be absolutely proud of. I mean, everything I've been doing in the last nine months alone with the Mindfulness Medic and launching an apparel brand with multiple products that have this deep meaning to me and and my six pillars that I've used to change my life and sharing my journey and sharing my story and how all of this is integrated and woven together in this creative mechanism of me expressing myself into what I'm offering and into this podcast and in the other podcast appearances that I've been on in the last nine months and the ones that I have in the works and in the pipeline and being featured on prep medics video, getting to share my fitness journey. These are things that I should be massively proud of, but I would still sit there at the end of the day and talk to Angela, my wife, and just be like, you know what, despite all of this, I just feel like I I don't know how to feel proud of these accomplishments. What does feeling proud feel like? So that's something I've been navigating myself lately is going back in my timeline throughout my childhood and recognizing that I was good enough, that I was proud of myself. That despite the way I was raised, other people were proud of me too. And I think sometimes it requires us to open those doors to our timeline and to do a little time traveling and find those versions of ourselves as those, as, as our, as our younger self along that timeline and have a conversation with ourselves as our childhood shadow, that mirror image of us at whatever age that is and sit down with that version of ourself and explain to us to explain to ourselves all of those things that we need to hear. And I've noticed a common trend that it centers around. We need to know that we were good enough, that we were loved, that we were appreciated, that we were doing things that, that deserved pride and all of those positive feelings of joy and happiness and love, unconditional love, unconditional love, not love with conditions or love attached to the reciprocation of a thing or an act, but no matter what, no matter what happened in life, you had that unconditional love available to you to fall back on. Instead of growing up into those fears, the fear of loss, the fear of regret, the fear of judgments, the fear of being alone, abandonment, all of those things we need to address. We need to go back into our timeline and have those conversations with our younger selves. Sit them down, look them, look yourself in the eye as that child. And give yourself a hug and tell yourself that you love yourself. And most of all, tell your younger version that it's going to be okay. As that time traveler coming back in time, those are the words that I would need to hear. My inner child needs to hear those words. It's going to be okay. Just keep pushing forward. Never give up. You are good enough. I am proud of you. I think if more adults did that inner work, we would be in a lot better shape as a society. We would be suffering from a lot less depression, anxiety, all those negative health effects we have. If we could just learn to have those conversations. And if we could just learn to accept the good things in our life, to come to that conscious awareness that good things happen to us and we should accept those good things 
And when good things happen to us, we shouldn't self-destruct our lives. We shouldn't create those situations or those circumstances where we try to push it away or we try to break it down or we try to limit ourselves because we don't just feel like we're, we deserve it. We need to accept those good things. So that's all I wanted to talk about tonight. Just a few topics. Therapy, childhood trauma, having that conversation with your inner child. Good stuff. It's important work and it's not easy work. But I think as an adult, once you learn how to start doing that work, it opens up your eyes and your avenues and your consciousness to a completely different version of this reality that you thought was possible. Because no longer are you traveling through life with your blinders on, you realize that, wow, there's a lot of stuff in this universe that is interconnected and dependent on our ability to do a lot of inner work and healing. So I appreciate all your support again. If you want to support me in other ways, you can go to mindfulnessmedic.net, pick yourself up some apparel, some swag. I just launched a couple new stickers with some new designs. I'm completely stoked on my break free and rise and my protect your peace design. Break Free and Rise is going to be a new t-shirt coming out soon. I love this design. Totally stoked on it. It's all about breaking free from those things that keep us oppressed in life. It's all about my financial pillar and how financial freedom was the gateway in my life to being able to be fulfilled and live life on my own terms. So check it out on mindfulnessmedic.net. Go pick yourself up some stuff. Pick your friends up some stuff. And until next time, stay mindful.